following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. He's getting ready for a guy's golf weekend coming up at the end of the week. A couple of well-deserved days off, and he was showing me the itinerary that the guys, the group of like eight guys that they have, down to what they're eating at every meal. And I asked them, is that an OCD convention? Are we going to have hard-boiled eggs, your pick of tricks, frosted flakes, or honeycombs, 2% low-fat milk? What are you at? That's not a guy's weekend. And I know you. There's no way you make scheduled meal times. No way at all. Maybe dinner. I'll say lunch is 50-50 and there's no chance in hell you're waking up to eat breakfast with the guys. I've been to some of those Tullymore golf getaways with you and you never change clothes for three days. Let alone eat a hard-boiled egg. What guys make hard-boiled eggs? Last time any male made a hard-boiled egg, it was before Easter with the family, when you were like 10. Superfly, that's an OCD convention. I don't know who put together an itinerary. They got like sleep time. Sleep time. Who writes sleep time for grown men going on a golf tournament? And not really a tournament, more of a... A golf getaway with the guys. Usually the first thing I do is, do we got a cooler big enough to hold all that beer? And you know what food we bring? That's what we bring. Lunch meat, bread, Miracle Whip mayo, chips, because you don't want the refrigerator to get full when you need to stuff all the beer in there. Told me like a menu they're doing like 
seared fish and steak and braised prime rib. What the heck? I don't think your local brands has a menu like that. I wonder if the new Ruth Chris that's going in at Soren Eagle will even have a menu like that. And this is a guy's golf weekend? Come on, Superfly. Sleep time now. He he left the sheet in here. Sleep time, 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. Wake up time with stretching and yoga, 7 until 7.20. Yoga. Really? You'll be lucky if you can eat yogurt for breakfast after you pound 15 beers. <laughs> um, Roger, Charlie Five, we got an OCD convention. Uh, can we lock in on the OCD convention? If someone threw me, unless I was bringing a chef, and I've seen that before. Where guys at Tellymore, I think Matt Golden told me this, that some of these groups will come in from Detroit and they'll bring their own chef to cook for them, like at their cottage or at the residence in condos. Yeah, your own chef. Yeah, that's you got money. Or you're in the mob, one of the two. You bring your own chef, you're a, an entertainment rock star, you're Kid Rock, you're Justin Verlander. Oh, what's your name? How you doing? I'm a... Uh, I'm Tony Bellino. Oh, what do you do? I work with Danny at Danny's Fine Foods. Uh, inside this broadcast, we'll get to Jim Comperoni. SpartanMeg.com will join us. Some good news when it comes to the transfer portal for Michigan State football fans. Comp in just a few moments. And also Clayton Safey, the latest on Hunter Dickinson, I, I guess Kentucky. I haven't checked what the latest is, but, you know, he's going to get paid. Will it be Kentucky? He's leaving, which I think is a god-awful look for Juwan Howard's program. Just as much as we rip Peyton Thorne, Keon Coleman leaving, you got to rip Howard for, you know, a guy that just seems to be the type of dude that would start and finish at Michigan. I get NIL money. But everybody's lost their priorities. But when you're out there getting a big payday, who am I to tell a kid not to get paid? I can't do that. I can't. You know, I called it, you know, when he officially leaves, I called it one of the darker days for Michigan basketball. And then a lot of people pointed out right there with the altercation after the Wisconsin game. And the same thing for... Mel Tucker, you know, you lose Thorne, you lose Coleman. I know some say, well, Kim was going to be the guy. And it's whatever. No, it's a bad look when starters leave. It is. I don't care about what NIO money is at another school. When starters leave your program, it is a bad look. That's it. It's a bad, not, not leave your program to go enter the draft. I'm talking when they hit the transfer portal and they're a starter. And a legitimate Starter. It's a bad look. You can slice it, dice it. You can defend green and white, maize and blue all you want to. Hunter Dickinson leaving Michigan is a monster PR fiasco. And especially how long he he drew it out. It's it's bad for Juwan Howard off a season where they, they couldn't coach. 
in-game at the end. They blew leads, finished the season blowing that lead in the NIT tournament. It's a bad look. And for Mel Tucker, you had an underachieving season. You know, getting Brantley back with that news that I shared from SpartanMeg.com, that's a mini save. But you lose starters, it's not good for the program. I don't care. Well, we're going to get this guy coming in. We got this guy. No, it's a bad look. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider. Let's talk about a little good news after a crazy uh, Sunday. What's the latest with the transfer portal and MSU football and that story I shared at SpartanMeg.com? So it's amazing that in the month of May we get all this college football talk. It's never been like this in the past, but it is now. And as long as the system is the way it is, this is the way April and May is going to be going forward. I mean, Sunday, the last day to enter the transfer portal window on the calendar, almost felt like signing day, recruiting day, like the 11th hour signing day. Who do you still have? Who Who's leaving? I've heard there's coaches all over the country that were nervous about this player or not. Um, now, there's a few programs that can absorb losses and just move on, like Georgia and Alabama. But other programs like Michigan State, you, you, a guy like Keon Coleman goes into the transfer portal. It's news, and it was news, and uh, it's a big deal as Michigan State fans wait to see what happens next. As far as Coleman goes, you know, we continue to hear that Tennessee is in there, LSU is in there. Uh, there's some indications that, you know, we thought that USC might be a player, but that does not seem to be the case. But, um, in the meantime, you wait to see if he's going to enroll somewhere else and go ahead and transfer. And it's a free agency situation. He's listening. I've heard from uh, from people on the inside, at the coaching level even. Uh, all indications are, you know, Keon Coleman does not want to leave Michigan State. But uh, when it comes down to economics and geography, um, he's, he's they're listening. Yeah, these guys are basically professionals now. You, you remember this, the old saying, it's not personal, it's a business, and college sports are a business. And that's what that's what this is, and that's what's going on. So uh, the impact of, you know, like I said before I came to you, Comp, and I compared it to Dickinson at Michigan and Hoops, mm-hmm. that when you lose starters, it's not a good look for your program. So your Mel Tucker is staff, uh, and I know it's a long ways to go until you get to the start of the 2023 season, but uh, the impact if Thorne and Coleman both are gone. Yeah, you know, when the news broke on Sunday, I initially was stunned for about a, a, like everybody else, but only for a second or two, and I knew right away why. You know, when you know the why right away, and it's different situations for both players. Keon Coleman is closer to home to Louisiana. Um, for Peyton Thorne, you know, I, I was saying on your show a few weeks ago that this competition between Noah Kim and Peyton Thorne was real. And I think you asked who was going to start on September 1st. And I said, probably Peyton Thorne, but who's starting on October 1st might be different. Noah Kim was closing and closing hard. Um, I was not there the first two scrimmages of the spring, but I've heard some, from some really good sources that Kim outplayed Thorne those two plays, or those two scrimmages. Peyton Thorne, if he's honest with himself, knew that the competition was real. Um, and he's a competitor. I'm sure he, he wants to bet on himself and believe that he can win those competitions. But if you don't know for sure... You know, do you go ahead and go into the portal and listen? And, you know, yeah, I mean, the way things are now, these players have agents and schools reach out to those agents. And I'm not sure if that's even technically tampering by NCAA standards. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, in some areas, there are no rules. So if he was indeed hearing from Auburn, hey, go in the portal, we'll talk. Or this is the money we're talking about. You know, he's not sure he's going to start at Michigan State next year. Um 
you can kind of see why he would want to go in also. Different circumstances for Thorne and Coleman. Yes, to your point, you lose a starter to Coleman, uh, someone like Keon Coleman. That would have an impact on the talent level of the roster. With Michigan State, with Kim and Thorne, who knows? Is Kim better? I don't know. Is it a bad look? In some ways, yes. You lose Keon Coleman, you lose a starter, yes. But if you're a Michigan State fan, you're losing Keon Coleman, yes, that hurts. But with the money that's being talked about, now, I, this is not necessarily factual, but you hear upwards of a million dollars. You ask a Michigan State fan, do you really want to pay Keon Coleman a million dollars to stay at Michigan State? That answer could be different. Is Michigan trying to take Coleman and pay him a million dollars? Is Michigan? Yeah. I've not heard that, but I wouldn't doubt it. Mm. Um, I, I, I've not heard that at all. No, all right, someone, they know it's Twitter. They were all speculating. That was on uh, Sunday. We'll, we'll see where it all goes. Um, and again, you know, Dickinson, Dickinson took a long time, Comp. When I go to basketball, Dickinson took a long time because I think he wanted to give Michigan every opportunity to match whatever NIL money he was being offered. That's my guess. Sure. And that is what's going on. And, uh, you know, Michigan State wants to keep Keon Coleman. It's my understanding he would like to stay. Um, But if if, 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 uh, others are willing to be more aggressive in that regard, sometimes – like I said, if you're a Michigan State fan, do you really want to pay him seven figures? That's an interesting question also. Is it a, is it a tough look to see a starter move on? Yes. Georgia lost a very good defensive lineman to USC for money. Now, Georgia's got the talent to just move on and absorb that loss. No big deal. Um, you know, Every program in the country is uh, uh, not every program, but almost all of them are, are worried about poaching and, and keeping players. You know, Roster retention is part of roster management these days. It's the new era of college football, and it came home on Michigan State this weekend. Now there's a chance both of them could still return. Best-case scenario, if you're a Michigan State fan, is that Michigan State finds a way to make it worth Keon Coleman's while. Maybe you get Peyton Thorne to come back. Maybe Peyton Thorne improves, has a good year. Noah Kim stays, and he has two more years of eligibility. If you are Mel Tucker, think about how difficult that task is because you've got Peyton Thorne. You want to keep both of them for next fall. So what do you tell both of them coming out of the spring? He told them that the competition was open. The players saw during the course of spring that the competition was close, if not Noah Kim moving ahead. So you're Noah, you're, you're Mel Tucker. You want to keep these players. How do you do that? You, you, do you tell them who's leading? You want to keep Noah Kim. It's a difficult, it's a difficult juggling act to keep both of those guys in the program for the fall. Noah Kim has already been here for three or four years. He's got three years of eligibility left. He redshirted one year and had the COVID year. It's been kind of interesting that we've heard that he has the best arm talent among all the quarterbacks. It's been interesting that he's been patient enough to remain second string all these years. They've done well to hold on to him to this point anyway. If he had left two years ago to transfer to Virginia Tech or Old Dominion or something like this, this job would be Peyton Thorns, and this would not be a story. Jim Camperoni. But, 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 but you keep Peyton, you keep Noah Kent, oh, you yeah. maintain deeper talent pool, a better talent pool, and at the end of that tunnel, this is, what you, this is what you get. A starter might move on, and it looks like a PR hit for the moment, but you still have Noah Kim, which is not a bad deal. It's a juggling act for the coaches. Jim Camperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Uh, very excited about Brantley coming back and the possibilities that – Thorne and Coleman both could be back talking about the transfer portal 
uh, with Mel Tucker in Michigan State uh, football. Comp, appreciate the update, my man, okay? Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. Man, Comp was wound up. I was trying to jump in, find a little spot I could get in and say, hey, Jim Comperoni joining us on the Huge Show. Just before we went to comp, I did see that the college football playoff committee tweeted out the 2024, 2025, and 2025, 2026 12 team bracket for the college football playoff. Wow. It's pretty cool just to look at it. So, beginning in 2024 and 2025, the college football playoff schedule will have Friday, December 20th. First round will be one game on campus. Now, that's going to be pretty cool. Playoff games on campus. Saturday, December 21st, 2024, three games on campus. Tuesday, December 31st, 2024, you'll have the quarterfinals. Thursday, January 8th, and the quarterfinals will be at the Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl, Allstate, Sugar Bowl, and the Peach Bowl. Semifinals will be on Thursday, January 9th, and Friday, January 10th. So now they're spreading it out for TV coverage, right? Both in prime time, Orange Bowl and Cotton Bowl. And then Monday, January 20th, 2025, the national championship game in Atlanta to culminate the first 12-team college football playoff. And how cool is it to have games on campus for them? So what's going to happen with the 12-team playoff is that the top four, according to the college football playoff committee, starting in 2024, December of 2024, You'll have four buys. The other eight teams, the higher ranked team will host a college football playoff game on campus. Could you imagine what it will be like possibly in late December at Michigan? And I think this equals out the playing field. That you get teams that play in bad weather late October into November on the northern side. Schools like in Ohio State, they don't have a dome stadium or Michigan. Now, nothing's been worked out. I wonder if they'll try, would Michigan want to move that game to play indoors? No, I think you would want the advantage of playing in cold weather. Which Southern teams rarely come north. Once in a while, you've seen Auburn, Alabama go to Penn State. They rarely come north and play a game because you you don't get non-conference games in November or December. I mean, think what the weather could be like on December nineteenth or was it December twentieth, two thousand and twenty-four? If Michigan is hosting a playoff game at the Big House, or if Mel Tucker has a miracle revival. And Mel Tucker saw the portal. He saw the devil at the end of the portal. And he says, I'm going to beat the devil. We're not having no Satan con get together at any East Lansing hotel. I'm going to whip the devil's ass. Hashtag 
Tuck and Jesus are coming. And Tuck revives that program like clear, poop, clear, poop. And he takes Michigan State to the 12 team college football playoff in 2024. And Mill is standing on the pulpit at Spartan Stadium, 12 feet of snow, saying, you know, we beat the devil. Uh, you can only dream, right? I do like the home sites for college football playoffs. I really do. And so you're at 12, and I believe the next go around on the TV deal, you're going to get to 16. Or you may go 12 to 24. They run a 2014 playoff, Division two and Division three, and the football subdivision. There's no reason... They can't and they won't do it because of money at the D1 level. It will come in time. It really will. We've gone from two in the BCS championship game to 12 starting in December of 2024. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. What's the latest on Hunter Dickinson? Where will he be entering and leaving the portal? And his thoughts on the college football playoff. I love the home campus games. I really do. Clayton Safey from Ann Arbor next. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more, and especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18-hole at St. Ives, and they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration that includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. Ticketsnow.com. Get tickets now. 
Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Did you know that child abuse is 100% preventable? 100%. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police could use your help because you have the power to make that 100% dream a reality. Start by talking with your local police department and learn how you can work together to prevent child abuse right in your own community. 100% is within our reach, and our kids are counting on us to make it happen. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we broadcast from our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in downtown GR. Remember, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, our full show, our podcast are free. And we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Mike O'Hara in about 30 minutes. His thoughts on the Lions draft class. Dan Miller, voice of Lions, talked with GM Brad Holmes about his picks. We'll have that audio. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network. First, I want to get an update on the Hunter Dickinson situation. When will he make a decision? It's going to be a huge loss for Juwan Howard in Michigan basketball. Plus, Wolverines on that East Coast historic trip. A trip of history. Uh, and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com is standing by. Going to fill us in. Uh, the Hunter Dickinson story. Last night, there seemed to be some mojo. Kentucky side saying, hey, big announcement could come today. Is Kentucky the front runner right now for Dickinson? I think it's pretty much an unknown. I mean, it, it seems like a decision's coming, and that comes right on the heels of his official visit to Villanova, where he's really good friends with star guard Justin Moore. Uh, and apparently they have a pretty good NIL program up and running. So maybe he would shock and go to Villanova. But I was I was thinking throughout the process, Kansas or Kentucky. Uh, it seems like his Kentucky interest was contingent on Oscar Sheeway, the 2022 National Player of the Year, leaving for the draft. Uh, but I don't know that there's a final decision there yet, although he is going through the process. So maybe we'll have to wait on that um, if it were to be Kentucky. But if it's if it's a decision soon. My guess, uh, and he's keeping it really, really quiet, even Jeff Goodman tweeted that today, that nobody knows where he's going. But my guess would be either Kansas or Villanova, because if that Villanova visit went really well, then uh, that could be the move. But as I, as I said a couple weeks ago on the show, I, I don't expect this to be Michigan at all. I think we'll see Hunter Dickinson in another uniform next season. Why not Michigan? Uh, he's taken so long. Is it given Michigan a chance to match what he's offered at other schools, is it mixed emotions? Because he has dragged this out, uh, and you know he's milked it for everything there is. And I'm again on the outside looking in, like most of us are. 
that if it's cut and dry, you're gone, you switch your Twitter account, and you put Michigan behind you, but he hasn't done that yet. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I think probably just to kind of leave that door cracked a little bit, there was the rumor uh, a few weeks ago that he was going to give Michigan kind of that final conversation. Uh, But I think by then, which could be right now, he probably has an idea of where he's going to go. So, um, I, you know, it didn't look like it was going to be a huge possibility from the get-go, but uh, I think that it was a possibility. Uh, but from what we've heard now, it's it's not going to be Michigan. It'll be somewhere else. So I think we'll get that farewell post or, or whatever you want to call it probably at that point when he chooses a new school. Um, it's just such a unique and kind of unprecedented situation when you have a guy who's been an All-American, you know, declare, or not declare, but – enter the transfer portal and you know he doesn't really give a a goodbye message or anything like that so i think that maybe kept fans hopes up a little bit but um you know i would expect we get that when he when he goes and i think one of the reasons why it took so long is because he did take i think five or six visits um you know so he was just kind of wanting to go through this entire process if nil is a factor which we know that it is you know i think then you kind of wait for those numbers to come out as well so i think taking his time was probably in his best interest to get the most that he can um, but, yeah, it seems like a lot of buzz is that at some point this week we will know what his future holds. If you're a school as big as Michigan with deep pockets yeah. like they have, with a program that just had an underachieving season and it has been up and down uh, for over the last year, uh, you're looking at, you know, that nice run a year ago in the tournament, but this year was just a colossal disappointment, and they mm-hmm. blew so many leads and just poor coaching at the end and, the focus on Jed Howard and but how do you if you're Juwan Howard if you're anybody connected to the award manual I don't care a booster how do you let an all-american who seems to be a Michigan man through and through how do you let him leave that campus well first of all I think they were a little bit caught off guard there so I mean that was something that kind of shocked them because from what we had heard that week that he entered the portal, which was a Friday when that came down, they were recruiting other transfers, including Namari Burnett, who committed earlier that day to come play uh, with Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. So it's just kind of one of those, these new things where you're seeing good players, players that start and play 35 minutes a game, enter the transfer portal where it can catch you off guard. And then the second thing would be, I mean, I think that, your value, uh, at least in the eyes of some of these other suitors, is going to be higher when you know you haven't played for that team and you could help solidify a championship type of roster like at Kansas or potentially Kentucky. I know Villanova had a down year last year as well, but they do have a lot coming back, including Justin Moore, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, then maybe his value is a little bit higher. And when you start to hear some of these rumors of two, three million dollars over a couple of years. Um, that's just going to be hard for any school like a Michigan or, you know, frankly, a Big Ten school, maybe outside of Ohio State, to match. Um, and I do think when it comes to Michigan specifically, there's a lot more interest in donating towards NIL endeavors uh, when it comes to the football team as, you know, as opposed to basketball. It's flat out. And, uh, you know, we saw that work with the Michigan football guys like Blake Corum, who decided to come back. But uh, is there as much enthusiasm about basketball when, frankly, we don't know what Hunter Dickinson what his intentions were when he entered the transfer portal. Uh, and I think people were probably stunned by that and, and figured, okay, let's go after the next group of guys. But um, that's just kind of how I see it at this point. Uh, it's really unfortunate for Jawan Howard, but, um, you know, they got to do something, make something of this team, you know, regardless of who's here. And I think he's done a pretty decent job in the portal, adding a few guys. 
uh, maybe a couple more to come, and you know that could solidify this team. But it, it's it's a it's a huge blow, no doubt. I mean, Michigan fans can say it's not, uh, but and that you know might be sour grapes a little bit. But I think it's a really big blow, and it's going to be tough for them to to you know build this roster out. Yeah, it's driven me crazy the last couple of days on comments and social networks. People, you know, Michigan State fans, oh, Thorne and Coleman aren't that big a loss. Uh, you know, Dickinson, hey, it's not that big of a loss. I'm like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? You lose starters. It's a bad look for any program. I get Portal. I get NIL money. You lose starters. You lose guys who are still the meat of a college football or college basketball program. It's a hit. Juwan Howard has a lot of work to do on the court and off the court. And a year from now, if they're a sub-500 team and they didn't make the tournament, it'll be interesting uh, to see what his future is in Ann Arbor. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us. Uh, Clayton, did you see the college football playoff put out the the 12-team bracket for 2024-25 and 2025-26? and 26? It's awesome. I did. It got me excited already for what the 12 teams is going to look like. And my favorite part, Bill, the on-campus Bingo. Uh, First first round games. I mean, imagine a a game. I think what were the dates on those? Like December twentieth, at least for twenty four. Yes. Yeah, it was December twentieth um, and twenty first. And like I said, could you imagine a game at the Big House, December twentieth, sure. two thousand twenty four? Let's say LSU or Florida State has to come up to the Big House, and it could be vice versa, obviously. But if you're Michigan, or you know, they have to come up to Ohio State or any, you know Penn State, um, you know the snow's falling a little bit. Finally. College football fans and, and teams in the North would have kind of their advantage. Every single bowl game, every big game, it seems like uh, in college football, the Northern teams have to go south. You know, Michigan has to play Georgia and Florida. You know, Michigan plays Florida in Georgia a few years ago in the in the Peach Bowl. All of that, um, you know, you would finally have that advantage, and it'd be it'd be a heck of an advantage too. Um, and then and then the bowl games that gets me excited too. You got the quarterfinals, you got the semifinals, and then. We get college football all the way until uh, past halfway in January. Uh, I am fired up for that for sure. Yeah, and then I look to 2025 and 26, and yeah, just the way it spreads out on TV too. They're not they're not doubling up the semifinals. Each will have their own night, so you're not going to get a semifinal game like at four in the afternoon. Most of them will be in prime time outside of that uh, Saturday when you're going to have three games in one day. You'll have a prime time on the first home campus game on December 20th, 2024. And like I said, you know, it's 12 now. I think it will go to 24 in a hurry in their next TV deal because the NCAA is running 24 team tournaments with eight by 16 play in at D2, D3, and also football subdivision. It's already happening. That'd be nuts. And uh, yeah, I mean, and the TV thing, I mean, that's all this is about anymore, right, is money. So, I mean, if they could see some more value, which I think they would with an expanded field, on top of that, then maybe we'll see it one day. But I'm, I'm excited for 12. And I think from a Michigan standpoint as well, they're entering this kind of next phase of college football in a really good spot. I expect them to have you know, a really good season this year. I don't think going out on a limb saying that. But in 2024, USC and UCLA come into the Big Ten. There's a 12-team playoff. Um, as we transition into this new era, Michigan's in a really good spot to capitalize off of that, where they're already pretty much set up, you know, along with Georgia, Alabama, some of these other teams, Ohio State as well. Um, so that makes it, I think, exciting from, you know, people I talk to in Ann Arbor as well, that 
yeah, USC and UCLA are going to add more competition to the Big Ten, but Michigan's on top right now, uh, and they're going to have to play here, you know, in October, November, that sort of thing. So um, a lot to look forward to. Yeah, man. What about that 2024 season when you add USC and UCLA? I also think the Big Ten's going to go away from divisions. That's the next big yeah. thing you'll hear, and they'll be the top two teams. They'll, they might even have a Big Ten championship committee uh, from member schools uh, who will decide what to play based on your schedule, similar formula uh, to what the college football playoff committee uses. Uh, so if you play at a week schedule, you're not just going to automatically get in. So it'll be interesting uh, what they put together. Uh, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Uh, they'll be joining the Michigan football team on their uh, vacation swing in Canton and also Cleveland, Ohio. Chris Ballas was there in New York City. They got a lot of Times Square love, and then the team went to D.C. I saw them at the Nationals game last night. Uh, Jim Harbaugh did take over the White House officially today. He'll address the nation uh, tonight at 8 p.m. on the state of Michigan football. That will be nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what a trip! I mean, I'm I'm looking at the pictures now. It's awesome uh, on my computer of them at the Capitol building yesterday uh, with Representative Debbie Dingle, uh, all sorts of Michigan representatives. They're in every room you could think of taking a picture. They sung the victors on the steps there of the Capitol. They got to go to the White House yesterday. Um, just an incredible experience. And, and we were talking to to Chris Ballas throughout his time. He's in New York, and I'm looking forward on, on Thursday to go over to Ohio and see the last leg of the trip with these guys. But uh, what he was talking about was just the way these guys were enjoying the Statue of Liberty, Times Square, the New York Stock Exchange. Um, these are things that, you know, I'm, I'm jealous just thinking about it. And imagine experiencing that with 100 of your best friends uh, during college would be absolutely incredible. And Jim Harbaugh, it seems like he stole the show at the Washington Nationals game last night as well. Uh, on the big board multiple times, on TV multiple times, signing autographs. I think I saw somewhere he signed about three or 400 autographs. So uh, Michigan is taking over the East Coast right now. Yeah, they did an out, out, uh, outfield race with uh, Fauci versus Harbaugh. He beat him by 80 yards in a 90-yard run. They do in the outfield like they have the flash, but it was Harbaugh versus Fauci, and Fauci was dressed up like a syringe, and Harbaugh was – uh, dressed up like Flash with a big uh, block M, and he just smoked him. Go figure. Uh, you know, I follow the science. Uh, thank you so much, Clayton Safey, okay? <laughs> you got me dying over here. All right, we love you, buddy. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Have a great week. Yeah, back at you, Clayton Safey, for the Wolverine.com, joining us from Ann Arbor. Our... Bush Light, huge question of the day, off the free agent class, which was phenomenal, the draft, which was awesome. What's your win total for the Lions this fall? The upgraded win total for the Lions. I'll give you mine later. You can drop yours on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook and opt in on the huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at the Bill Simonson with Greg Harris back inside the leadership locker room. And Greg, you have a new book that you just penned called Sage Advice. Why did you go down this path and write this book? 
think, Bill, what I've noticed with families is some elders really were involved and they gave great wisdom to the kids. I was blessed with that. I decided to pen this because I think our society has lost some respect for elders and what wisdom and nuggets they can help. I didn't say I listened to my parents well, but I got good advice. Sage advice. Now, that's the book. Uh, MaximizeLeadership.com is the place where you can purchase uh, sage advice. And I think it is sage advice to uh, listen to your elders. You can learn more at 1-888-308-1600. That's 1-888-308-1600. Or get Greg's book, Sage Advice, at MaximizeLeadership.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Got any plans for Mental Health Action Day? You do now. Join us online on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 9 p.m. for In Tune, a free live stream event featuring performances and conversations with the Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to find out how you can log in and join the celebration for free. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day. Take action. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org and join the celebration. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.